Hello everyone. Today we are going to be talking about the difference between rotator cuff tears and rotator cuff impingement in episode 16 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 16 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis. Today, we're going to be talking about rotator cuff impingement and rotator cuff tears. Now, this can be somewhat loaded, but the whole idea here is to give you some, uh, some key pointers and signs and symptoms that are consistent with one or the other that can help drive you in one direction or the other as far as uh, treatment and management of these patients. It can be very, very difficult to identify the difference between a rotator cuff impingement and somebody who has a rotator cuff tear. So we're going to start off with a, with a few pointers and things that I have seen with my experience that have worked really, really well in helping to identify these. And personally, not to pat myself on the back, but I find that uh, I do a very, very good job at identifying these clinically before they have an MRI or any other diagnostic testing. So here we go. Uh, and, and if you want a list of each of these that you can keep with you, just go into my show notes and I will have those available for you to uh, download so that you can take a look at the list and kind of keep that in your office just in case somebody comes in and you're like, ah, I'm not quite sure which it is. Um, we will uh, talk about that. We'll also be going over some special tests here soon and uh, have a discussion about the special tests. And if you go on to our YouTube channel, you'll be able to see all these special tests being performed on, uh, on patients. So uh, make sure you uh, do that. So uh, it, let's talk about uh, who's at higher risk of having a rotator cuff tear. So number one, males are more susceptible to developing a rotator cuff tear than females. And then males who are, or people who are 45 to 60 years old are really susceptible. And what I see here is that the tissue integrity is decreasing, but um, these people are still acting like they're 18 and 20 years old, trying to lift, push, pull, and do those activities. And the uh, tissue integrity just isn't there to help to hold up with these uh, activities. So that is uh, the, the, the two most common uh, timeframes right there. So. You can have um, rotator cuff impingement for several reasons, okay? Your uh, AC joint can uh, be spurred and causing some irritation to the rotator cuff. You could do a lot of repetitive overhead activities, and those are things that are more apt to give you some rotator cuff impingement. Now, let's talk about at night. Oftentimes, patients will say, oh, my shoulder hurts at night. That's good and everything, but if you ask the question, when does it hurt at night? Does it hurt when you're in any position or does it just hurt to roll onto it? And I have commonly found that when you roll onto it only and that causes pain, that's more apt to be a rotator cuff impingement issue. When you have pain in any position that you're in, that's more apt to be a rotator cuff tear. Usually that rotator cuff tear is going to be more of a deep aching sensation, whereas when you roll onto it, it's going to give you more of that sharp pain in the shoulder. It's usually uh, a little more, uh, you know, pinchy, like they'll, they'll kind of call it, it's a pinch type of a sensation. So rotator cuff impingement usually comes from overuse type of problems in a younger population, whereas rotator cuff tears are usually from some sort of a trauma, kind of like, um, you know, either like a foosh type of fall with the arm stretched out, or they're climbing into a tractor trailer, they slip and their arm is suspended. And um, so that's, those are the more common types of mechanisms um, that cause that. 
or a big heavy lift you know with an outstretched arm can also uh, cause a rotator cuff tear now when you test these folks when you do manual muscle testing on them a rotator cuff impingement will will offer some resistance and you ask the patient i really want you to hold with everything you have you give them resistance and they have pain with it, but they're still able to offer a little something there. And sometimes it's more of a kind of a cogging sensation because it hurts. They want to let go, but they're still trying to hold on. Whereas rotator cuff tears usually have more of a giving way type of feeling to that arm. They try to give you some resistance, but there's really nothing there. That can be a sign of a neurological issue, but if it's painful when they do it, it's more apt to be a tear. Okay. Now, there are many special tests out there. I'm gonna talk about this in a future episode, but there are only very few that I like to use from experience. And one of them is the empty can test, where you bring the arm out to about 30 degrees of elevation, about 45 degrees of horizontal abduction, and uh, give some resistance there that commonly will cause some pain in the rotator cuff and some weakness. But people with rotator cuff tears also oftentimes have weakness into external rotation, flexion, and abduction. Those are three motions I make sure to make a point of testing whenever I suspect that somebody might have a rotator cuff tear. So um, the other uh, thing that can be helpful here is if somebody has an injection, always make sure you ask where that injection was, if it was intraarticular, if it was in the uh, rotator cuff interval, and that can also be helpful. People with impingement will show a significant improvement in their range of motion and pain with an injection. Uh, whereas people with rotator cuff tears, they may have a slight decrease in pain, but maybe their motion is not going to improve at all afterwards. Those people don't do as well with injections. Um, so that can also give you an idea. So when you're looking at identifying if it's a rotator cuff impingement versus a tear, also impingements will be tender subacromial space. Tears will be tender also, but if you have a massive tear, those people may not have any motion at all and have very, very minimal discomfort. So the more massive the tear seems to be less painful on those folks. So remember that when you're evaluating. Now, that's two diagnoses that can, uh, that can cause shoulder pain. We're gonna get into more of these diagnoses. We're gonna talk about rotator cuff tears, surgery, and uh, how we respond to those and how we take care of them after so we don't re-injure them because they're very susceptible to re-injury after surgery. So hang out for more episodes. Uh, make sure you get on to our uh, newsletter and uh, at www.orthovalpal.com. We'll make sure that you say, we'll send out the podcast to you as soon as we have them ready and uh, have a great day. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.